hello guys um good day how are you so this is the king here chinanso ani and today i'll be talking about designing the web the business side of software architecture um so this is not really a tech talk on designing the web or what technologies you could use to design the web or anything about um tech in particular but it's still on tech but in the sense that we're talking about the business side of tech right so we're talking about here is designing the web the business side of software architecture so let me give you a little background to this um i designed my first website in 2010 and then i was a full tech guy i mean all i wanted was or all people would ask of me is I want a website that can do this and that and that and well I slap a couple of HTML pages together put some CSS on it to make it look fine and there you go it's up and running um but over the years we grow we mature and we find out that well that is okay for that stage in life but it's not okay for now and the reason why I'm doing this is because I realized um, over the years that I've done a lot of work, a lot of web jobs um, with different variety of languages. I mean, name it, WordPress, Joomla, I've done with Django, Python, PHP, Laravel, name it. I've done a lot of work. But I wasn't really keen about the business side. It was just a tech. I just wanted to, in a sense, impress the person who, um, the client. But not really bothered about that. And what happened, and I'll be very honest here, is that a lot of the jobs I got over the years, I mean, a lot of them have really, they have, um, either their sites um, have gone down because they couldn't renew it the next year or thereabouts or you know after some time they didn't see value in having a website it all it all seemed like a cost because i'm paying for server i'm paying for domain name i'm paying for this i'm paying for all of that and i'm not making any money out of it or i'm not providing any value to my it's not providing any value to my business and that's why i'm making this um particular podcast um and i don't know how long it's gonna be but if it gets longer than 30 minutes and i have to cut it short and continue in a part two so that's the background to why you should care about designing the web um the business side of software architecture so let me just talk about software architecture software architecture is like a physical um architecture where your architect draws up a plan of a building and you, in a sense, get an idea of how it's going to look. The same thing with the software. Your developer draws up a set of plans and in a sense, you get an idea of how it will look. Um, so first of all, this is where in a relationship where there's a client trying to hire a developer to do a job right and 
the client wants to make sure that he or she gets the maximum benefit out of whatever software that they're building, whether it's a web app or a mobile app, you know, whatever stuff they're doing for the person, he wants to get maximum value out of it. And I think the first place, looking back at my own personal history, is um, a lot of the business people I met with earlier, the web going on the web was kind of like a thing then. So everyone just wanted to get on the web. Every company wanted to have a website. So all that was attached to it was having their own .com. I think that was it. So I have my own .com and I'm pretty much satisfied. Then I share the emails around all my employees that they can use, you know, official email and look professional. Well, that doesn't bring money to anybody. Whether you're using Gmail or you're using your own .com. Nobody cares as long as they're giving value. Well, we'll care when you become, you know, like Facebook. Well, not really like Facebook, but a bit bigger in size. And you are gaining traction and, you know, then all this other, we need to have a professional email, we need to have this, we need to have that, would become visible in a sense. But if not, um, then I think you are on the lower side of, of, of the curve of trying to just look professional, just for the aesthetics, um, just for, you know, to have that conversation in, you know, in maybe when you're networking, you can check out our website. But your website does not really give any value to whoever is visiting it. So the first part of um, designing your web now, because this is your website, is you must know your web. And by knowing your web, I don't mean the technologies now. I mean, what is your own web? And this means, what are the networks that you want to get into? Either the ones that have you have the potential to get into or the ones that are just there out there that, well, somehow, somehow, you can get into. What communications do you want to have? What connections do you want to create? Right? Knowing your web is a full holistic perspective to the internet and how you want to play in it. So, especially now that we live in a an online first, given that the pandemic has turned everybody to first be online, you're looking at what value can I offer online? So, even if it is just um, somebody will say, well, how can a barbing salon come online? And the first thing people start thinking about is, um, okay, they can do scheduling, they can do okay, maybe hair tips and all of that. But if someone that is the owner of a barber salon takes a holistic look at the potential of the web and sits on that case, then he or she can actually plan out the connections that he wants to make. You know, um, people want to be featured on the website. You know, people are going to look for, they are coming to have their haircut so they can look fine. And you can help them in that image projection and all of that. So it's all about knowing your web. And every business case is different. 
right so this you have to settle it on a case-by-case -case basis with we are here this is what this is what we do this is what we are thinking about doing on the web and you must go beyond the picture of just having a website because it's the in thing you must sell online you must do this and i'm i'm not i'm not an advocate and i'll just say this here that i'm, I'm not always an advocate of everybody trying to sell online because then there are trust issues amazon can sell anything online i mean they've been in the market since what 1991 so a lot of a lot of people already know them and trust them but for you coming out of the blocks you don't have any credibility so there's trust issue so the, your first um perspective shouldn't be even going to e-commerce on your own website now maybe you'll get there three six months nine months one year down the line but it shouldn't just i want to get into e-commerce because i think that's where we'll make profit no and then if you get into e-commerce there's logistics involved and all of that that you have to also consider so you should look at it as how can i offer value to my clients online who are the people that i'm in business with um how can i offer more value to them online since I'm getting less chance to meet with them now, especially during this pandemic. So once you know your web, you know the connections you want to make, the communications and the network, then you can design the web. Now, in designing the web, you should know this. Your website can be redundant or profiting by design. Now, looking back at previous jobs I've done, a lot of them were redundant by design. And it's because, and I'll talk about this as, as we go forward, does your developer understand your business model? Now, this is really putting a lot of pressure on the developer or your product manager as the case may be. And then I have a lot of, well, I see um, startup, founders being um less afraid of the of someone stealing their idea right so they want to do something but they shroud it in vagueness because they don't want the developer to understand the idea and steal it so i'm not going to speak for every developer out there because there might be some people that can do that but i'll just speak for myself and here's my perspective to this first ideas are free and flowing everywhere so i'm not i don't even fancy the fact that you someone has an idea and um, maybe you want to steal it or something i don't fancy that idea i think ideas are easy to come ideas are easy to come by and what makes an idea work is first your team that understands the vision and the excellence of the execution right so no matter how fantastic the idea is if there is no excellent execution of that idea then you most likely fail and so the fear of stealing of uh, stealing the idea I, i've had a lot of people come talk to me about a couple of projects and after explaining it i'll say hey i did this and this that is in line with what you're trying to do i don't know if you can see the relationship and maybe I can help you from the learnings these other people have gained so that you can have some um, leverage into the market. But when you shroud your idea in vagueness, 
then we are both lost. You know, because you are, you are now telling me, and I'll just say that for myself, you're telling me I want a login page, registration page, I want this, I want that, I want that. Uh, but you're not giving me the, the full picture, you're just giving me blocks, building blocks. And because sometimes I don't want to get into your business, let's not be poke nosing into your business. I just do your stuff, you pay me and I go. Right, but the question here is, does your developer understand your business? And if you are afraid that your developer might steal your idea, and then you can sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement with your developer um, so that you can feel free to talk with him because he is key in this process. Also, does your developer have the business skill to translate your business cases into software requirements and then the architecture? Let me go over this again. Does your developer have the business skill to translate your business cases into software requirements and then into software architecture? So, uh, I will just give you a perspective of tech and how a lot of people come into tech. Software developers are lovers of technology. And I mean, it's the syntax, the semantics. Somebody can fall in love with React. And React is a, um, it's a framework released by Facebook for building um, UIs or front-end. Um, you can just fall in love with a particular technology. They want to just do stuff with that. All, I, all you now need to do is tell the person where to do the stuff. So they want to do a sign-up page. You have tons of options. And someone can choose to go with anyone. So your developer might just be the tech guy. He just loves the tech and has no business um, business background. And while on this, I, I, needed to, I, I need to say this, why I had to make the switch from being a Java programmer to being a Python programmer. Um, Java is a very verbose language. And I mean very verbose, which means you need to write a lot of things to do one simple thing, right? So I have an understanding of Java as a programming language, um, Spring Boot. And, um, but I realized something even though they call it, uh, what, what, what do they even call it in tech space now? Um, enterprise, yes, that's the language they always use. You know, a lot of, in quote, enterprise systems are built in Java or .NET. But I realized during my tech journey and coming into this understanding that it's easier and faster to build in Python than it is to build in Java. Why? Even when we're just trying to build our simple print statement, you know, and a print statement is something that just puts out something for you on the screen. In Python, you can do that in one line. In Java, you have to create a class and then a method to do just a simple print statement, you know? So it's very verbose that I compare the time, um, the time you can use to build an application in Java and build the same application in Python 10 to 1. So that tells you 
if you are bootstrapping a startup, you need to be keen about what language they are even using at the back end for you. And that's why I also fancy, um, I would call it, uh, instead of building in pure iOS or pure Android, you build in something like React Native. Why? Because it bridges the two gap. Right? So there are developers who are just lovers of the technical skills. So you as the business owner or the client, you need to understand, does your developer have the business skill to translate your business case into software requirements and software architecture? Does he have the context? Does he have the context, the terms, the nuance, and the subcontext of what you're trying to do? Right? Does he know what you're trying to do as a whole? You also look at um, in designing your web now, right? You are looking at first is your website being profiting or being profitable and not just by you selling something on the web or by you offering some kind of service. Even if you're a full product company, you could do customer care on the web. Um, or you could do some other thing, depending on your business context, you could do some other thing on the web that can ease your cost structure, right? So, and then you need to look at your developer, whether he has that skill to translate your business case into a software requirement document and all of that. Uh, and then you have to trust the developer um, so that you're not giving him the blocks because then it would be like, and it's quite tiring sometimes when, when I see people do that. It's you are first doing your business modeling and all of that. Then you're now coming to be to do the thinking for your developer on what and what um, he needs or she needs to do. And just because you don't trust him enough to let him think on his own and build the application that will suit your business needs. And what can you, in designing your web, you need to be able to look at value added services you can give as a start so maybe you get to the point where people need to order your stuff online but always look at how you can build trust early on in the process so what value can you give at the beginning of um the, of, your, of your transaction what is the first easiest cheapest value you can give on your website right now think about that what is the first easiest and cheapest value you can give to your to the people that subscribe or like call it visit your website right now and think think about this in terms of your business and if you're if you're not doing that well then there's a problem because at the, at the long run your website will just possibly be redundant now the advantages to this is that um Understanding the business language can assist the software architect in validating decisions and finding misalignments. I think what is what I like most about um, designing the web, this business side of software architecture, is that it really, really, really improves communication between the client and the developer. That's if the developer is interested in the business or in helping you build a better business now. And if he has the skills to understand the business of what you're trying to do and the tech to match it.
right? It really improves communication because then you can give him feedbacks and he can know how to translate those feedbacks into, um, like call it products that can bring in more revenue for you. He can also identify risks and then he can remove um, biases. So it's very, very important for your software architect to understand your business case. Now, there's a difference between a software architect and let me just um, break down this process. There's a difference between a software architect and a software developer. Now, I was in Lagos. Um, that when was that? That was before the lockdown. Sometime in February. And I was speaking with um, a HR professional. She just finished her... Oh, like call it now. She just she just came in from the UK, and she wanted she wanted to set up her HR practice, and she got her little niece to design a website for her. Now it wasn't that the website was bad, but they couldn't achieve anything with the website. Her little niece is as an undergraduate um, somewhere, and um, in the end, to her the website was not usable. And in speaking with her and conversing with her, I, I realized that the reason why it wasn't usable was, first of all, the young woman has no business skill to really interpret um, your kind of practice into what should be on your web. Because, well, she can slap together a couple of pages and drop, but that's all. <laughs> there's not there's no other thing that she's thinking about so there is the software there is you the business or the founder or the client there is the software architect now and then there is the software developer and not to put too much pressure on the software developer to understand your business case because the software developer might not be interested right now, if God has blessed you, you can find a software developer who is a software architect who is interested and has the skills to really interpret your business case into a software document, into your into a software requirements um, document, and then into a software architecture for your site, right? But in that case where you are not too lucky, what you should do now is to get a software architect, and this software architect should should understand your business case your business background should understand and should have the requisite skills to translate your business case into a software requirements that you can now give to the software developer because i want to repeat again i know a lot of tech guys and all they are concerned about is the tech now but then there are tech guys who are also concerned about the business all right what features are we are we building how are we prioritizing those features uh, which of them are profitable which of them are not right uh not just working on the ui and making it final but also working on features that can bring in money into the business right so this is not to put too much pressure on the developer because a lot of developers are not interested they're just interested in the tech right but your software architect I think it would be preferable for him to have the business skill required, right, 
to translate your business case into a software requirement then the software developer can build it and as i've said earlier you could have some good fortune where your software architect is also your software developer and he has the requisite technical skills and business skills and it's a win-win for all which means you don't have to go through another hoop of um getting your software requirements down to a software developer right uh, i think i'm gonna stop here i would expect questions if you have questions tweet to me at technonso um that's t-e-c-h-n-o-n-s-o or send me a mail at um, me at kingnonso.com or get on the contact page on my website kingnonso.com and um, reach out to me via my calendar so that we could talk if you have questions with regards to this um, podcast or if you want more information i think there's a lot to talk about uh, but as it stands now i've touched the very basic of designing the web right so i'll just go over the main points here first of all you must know your web second you must design your web right designing the web the business side of software architecture know your web design your web and get a software architect who has business skill so the guy has technical skills and has business skills and can help you get value out of your software projects as a whole whether it's a mobile app or a web app thank you for listening and um, please reach out to me if you have any questions thank you